If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Brand new week Monday. Pregnant with possibilities. This could be the week all your dreams come true. Or this could be the week your boss gives you a cardboard box or your wife tells you to move out. You don't know. Uh, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. It's more the in-between that I fear. The steady, gray, colorless slog toward the grave. <laughs> the old slog toward the grave. Welcome to it, everybody. So our general managers today, dual, dual general managers, first of all, the fantastic listeners of the Armstrong and Getty Show who donated over $770,000 wow. to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. That's a lot of money. Nice job, everybody. I mean, seriously. Fabulous. Uh, and our co-co-general manager, Cryptocurrency. Well, first of all, I agree with you. So there's the whole, this could be the week all your dreams come true, or you get fired or divorced. But but status quo can be a drag, too, <laughs> depending on what your situation is. Meh. Nothing changes. <laughs> so next week's going to be the same as last week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about the small pleasures. It's about the moments of joy. Yes, you huh? have to. You absolutely have to. Absolutely true. Um. Uh, what did you just say the other thing after that? Cryptocurrency. Yes. So if a person had timed it correctly, 
They could have become a gazillionaire, right? Mm-hmm. But you had to get in at the ti- right time and get out at the right time. And that would have taken one luck and two incredible discipline. Uh, one or both or neither or one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, you also could be uh, living in a cardboard box. Having uh, spent your mortgage, for instance, your home equity on cryptocurrency, convinced it was uh, the next gold rush. Do you think it's dead? It's it's wounded badly. And and beyond that, I would be outside the bounds of my uh, meager expertise. I got to I got to believe that uh, if you don't know all the big cryptos have catered hard. Somebody last week, somebody important said it was the, the, the death of cryptocurrency. Um, I don't know about that, but it's for for people like me who are just kind of on the outside looking at it. Man, it would take a long time for me to think that was a good idea. Yeah, if I were to bet a thousand bucks on cryptocurrency at this point, I'd have the same feeling as betting it on a football game. Uh, it might go well, but it might not. It was kind of for fun. Yeah. So this uh, the headline is this Sam Bankman Freed character, this young crypto billionaire, multi billionaire who claimed he might well become the world's first trillionaire wow. and ran this <laughs> well wow. uh, this big uh this company, this crypto exchange company, investment company, blah blah blah. He is worshipped, he is a the hero, blah blah blah. Well his company is now bankrupt, he's being investigated at multiple levels. Uh, there are hundreds of millions of dollars. Nobody's quite sure where they are on a computer somewhere. Uh, it was right here under this uh, mouse which, a minute ago. Which dullards like me? That was one of our complaints all along. The money just exists in computers somewhere, and uh, how do you know uh, where it is or who's got it or if it disappears? Who do you talk to? Blockchain, Jack. Blockchain. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm reminded of a saying. I can't remember the whole thing. It's long. Easy come, easy. Mm, there's What's, more to it. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the other question about crypto is uh, 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 easy come, easy go. Where did I get more than my money go? It's all gone. Um, oh, is this a big enough deal that it will be remembered like the whole tulip craze that is used all the times in uh, in all the time in economic books? You know, maybe in the same way that uh, people still really like tulips, uh, and tulips are a beautiful flower, and people frequently buy them and give them to each other. I think blockchain technology is fascinating. I think cryptocurrency probably has a future, uh, but again, I'm at the end of my tether uh, to describe what that might be. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you, and you're uniquely qualified to do for it because uh, <laughs> this is your uh, this is, was your wheelhouse back when you were a young man, or maybe even an old man. Um, uh, President Biden is meeting with the uh, president of China. He met with him and is now speaking right now. And I suppose we're listening to it. And if there's anything um, exciting that the president says, we'll get it. But first of all, does anything come out of these meetings ever? I just feel like as an observer over the years, very little ever happens with these meetings. Yeah, they always talk about deliverables. You got to have a deliverable and a signed agreement or a promise going forward to blah, blah, blah to make it look worth it. I would say with our relationship to China, I mean, maybe we could work out a couple of like, uh, listen, send two more container ships to us this year and we'll, uh, we'll have somebody else invest a little more in your southern region or whatever. Just small stuff around the edges. That's possible. But have you ever had a meeting? We certainly have. Have you ever had a meeting where it's pretty clear that the, the other side has already made their decision? They're going to fire you or oh, not, yeah. not by the house or whatever the situation is. The decision's been made. 
Yeah, I think you're you're 100% right on that. And uh, I think China, the leader of China wants to dominate the world. That decision has been made. No, nothing flowery Joe Biden says is going to push him off of that mark. Right, yeah. I'd like Xi Jinping to just show up and say, look, we're bent on uh, defeating you and dominating the world. And Biden's saying, yeah, we're, we're pretty much hell-bent on not letting that happen. So good to see you. But this, but do you think this matters? This is what I want to ask you about, because I saw it on uh, on a couple of cable news channels this morning. It opened with this giant room, and the two leaders come in from opposite sides. Well, Xi Jinping takes like two steps and stops. Joe Biden walks clear across this giant room to shake hands with Xi Jinping. And I saw Biden criticized harshly on Fox and Friends as that was a power move that he fell for because Jing made him wait to walk clear across the... I I don't feel like any of that stuff makes any difference. I know that there are people that really get into the who walked in the door first and that sort of stuff. I just don't think that matters. Do you think it matters? I think it's the sophisticated people's version of watching the real housewives of Orange County. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. It's something to talk about. I don't know. Well, do you think it matters? I mean, I know plenty of smart people, especially like alpha men, who uh, who feel it's very important who's walking in front of who and who goes through the door first and that sort of stuff. I've known plenty of people like that. I also have known many salespeople that go over pretty hard by allowing people to do that and being obsequious to uh, to uh, try to get you to do what they want. But I just don't. Yeah, I don't pay that much attention to that sort of thing. I think when you have two giant superpowers nose to nose, I just think that that sort of advantage he gained vanishes like mist. You know, if he, if indeed, I don't. Maybe I'm just feeling cynical this morning, but that stuff is fun to talk, look at, fun to talk about, fun to say. Oh yeah, you really blah blah blah. blah. But then three days later, there's not a chance in hell anybody's ever going to bring it up. I could e- I could easily see thinking as Biden. Maybe a younger Biden. Uh, really? You're going to make me walk clear across? All right, whatever. If this gets your rocks off, fine. I'll walk way over there and shake your hand. Good for you. <laughs> I can imagine thinking that as I walked across that long stage, but whatever. What, what else think... are you going to do? Stop and wait <laughs> and just have a, some sort no, of weird you step? walk. <laughs> you walk. I'm not walking anywhere. That'd be a bad I, start. Maybe it matters to uh, the Chinese people. Maybe Xi Jinping gets the... Uh, having just been appointed president for life, gets to say, look at that. Look, I made him come to me like a dog begging for crumbs. That's true. It could matter domestically. Um, a fairly big deal made out of the fact that Xi doesn't have a mask on. Unmasked. As okay. a zero COVID policy world meeting someone else. So, They're backing off that, I'm told. A little bit. Uh, yeah, nobody knows where that came from. We need to talk about that later. So a tweet came out over the weekend talking about backing off of zero COVID, the market went up like a half a trillion dollars around the world, and nobody knows where that tweet came from, which is really kind of interesting. Maybe it was Elon Musk screwing around again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we should start the show officially. Before it gets too late and the FCC calls us, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, November 14th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, then, let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. It shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. It's making my job incredibly difficult. To be honest with you, I'm getting sick of talking to a crowd like this. I love you to death, and I thank you for your support. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. (laughs) Whoever they are. So Dave Chappelle hosted Saturday Night Live. I would encourage anybody to watch his opening monologue. I thought it was freaking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah, I mean, you can go on if you want. I have my own analysis of it. But. We'll play chunks of it a little bit later. He talked a lot about Kanye and cancel culture and a variety of different things, but I thought it was really, really good. Um, you know, he reminds me of a like a, a gifted gymnast, like a gold medal gymnast, because the gymnast can be flying through the air, flipping and twisting, and still know where they are, which, please, I'm half a twist in, I black out, I just land on my head. <laughs> Um, oh, and he's landed on his head. That will be a deduction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a full point off. Um, I think he's dead, Jane. <laughs> That's another point off. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle can dance out onto the cliff of, oh, my God, he's gone too far. And just have like one toe still on the cliff. And the rest of them is doing a dance out over the abyss. And then he just confidently goes back onto the cliff and he's fine. He is the king of being on the edge. He's pretty good at that. He also has played the whole thing smart. As he mentioned in his uh, opening monologue that uh, he had a chance for a sneaker deal. And he didn't do it because they would lord that over him. Mm -hmm. Somebody would, you know, tempt to, we'll cancel you if you do this or that. Nope. Sorry. Reminds me of Joe Rogan and Spotify. Right. Right, right, right. Similar. Suddenly he had a leash around his neck, which he's resisted to his credit. Uh, how does mail bag look? Oh, it's quite good. Quite good. Good start to the week. Awesome. Man, who knows what this week is going to be like. You ever contemplate that? Beginning of a week? Oh, my God. Yeah, like two minutes ago. Could be just <laughs> huge. Or as Joe pointed out, which nobody ever points this out. What if it's nothing? Is that better or worse? I wish I hadn't said colorless slog to the grave. I apologize. <laughs> well, Unlike Dave was, Chappelle, I, I'm totally inartful. That was a little rough right out of the box. Colorless slog to the grave. Wow. Our text this is line, why I have no friends. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Well, a joint agreement out of China in just the last few minutes that might be actually something. So uh, we'll play a little clip of Joe Biden talking, having met for three hours with Xi Jinping. Can't imagine what those meetings are like. How the hell do you have a three hour meeting? A lot of translating. Especially when you're that old. How do you keep paying attention? Anyway, uh, we'll explain uh, the maybe significant thing that happened. And the latest theory on the whole, is Joe Biden running or not, or that whole thing, is pretty damned interesting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. People are speaking openly what was only whispered in the corridors only days ago. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. And we're running late. Ah, this is a fellow a writer by the name of Steel Brandy. He was writing in Law and Liberty, which is a uh, a website. Well, that's a cool so, name. Uh, yeah, I wish my name was Steel Brand. Uh, fluffer nutter nothingness. Uh, the feast. He's talking about the feast of Saint Martin of Tours, who served in the Roman military before becoming a saint and serving the poor. And it's about uh, Veterans Day. I wish I'd had this uh, Friday, but uh, better late than never. Being patriotic on a day like November 11th must mean more than strong words or flag waving with no actions or commitments. 
St. Martin knew this better than anyone. By serving his country, he earned the position of standing up to that country when it tested the limits of service. He then used military discipline and martial courage to fight for people's souls and defend justice for average people. If we view Veterans Day as merely an opportunity to honor those who have fought in wars, then we miss the deeper meaning of November 11th. Uh, we miss the insights of soldiers, and he names several in the greater objectives of seeking peace, practicing charity, and protecting human dignity. That's pretty good. You know, there's more to it. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, the soldier who fights for these things will never be engaged in a futile cause. The veteran who remembers them will know how to apply his martial skills in peacetime. The young citizen who admires them will be more willing when the recruiter comes to call. That's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. Those of us who are appreciating veterans... Do something. Don't just say something. Perhaps donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And those veterans among you, your new mission, fight for the things you think are right and just. I like that. That's good stuff. Mailbag. Apologies in advance, but I am here to reflect the will of the people. And the drumbeat of Trump emails continues unabated, continued all weekend long. Crazy. And uh, what's the overall theme? I think you will get a sense of it. Okay. First of all, Frank's email needs a brief musical introduction. Michael, the uh, the charming song I asked you for a minute ago, you may remember this one. You may, if it's played. There's a lot of staring at computer screens happening. Is everything okay? I don't know. Let me grab it. I, it appears to have disappeared off the wall. All right. Okay. Stand by, as we say in the radio business. There we go. But oh, we that hole in the sky where the tree once was, somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was, somebody's making money. Okay, that's There's enough. That's plenty. Frank wrote, There's a hole in the ground where a Trump sign stood. Somebody got too wacky. <laughs> That was a long way to go for that punchline. It really was. That was a long trip. This is where Uh, we're going, Dad? Wow. uh, Geo writes, on Trump, I did everything but get a tattoo of Donald. It was really great beating Hillary. Me and my wife agree it was the best day of our lives. I had a great time going to patriotic Trump rallies, partying with all my patriotic Trump friends. Love the policies, the judges, but I want him to disappear now. That's so interesting. May have held and affected many conservative ideas and policies. Trump never could articulate a sensible Republican position without resorting to a Trumpian retort. His comments about DeSantis recently were like a seven-year-old carton of milk. So, 2015. Thank you, Donald Trump. Please enjoy your retirement. That's so interesting, and it's also interesting that the mainstream media is completely unaware of this undercurrent. Oh, yeah. New York Times, Washington Post, the the learned media elite, even yesterday publishing uh, editorials. Trump still owns the Republican Party base. <laughs> right. Um, well, you missed his rise because you don't hang out with that crowd. And now you're missing uh, the, 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 the end of it because you don't hang out with the crowd. I'm kind of glad they don't hang out with us. Yeah, fine with me. I don't like them. <laughs> Uh, something actually said by Xi and Biden that might be important just a few minutes ago, among other things. If you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And let me meet, uh, I, I, I just met in person with Xi Jinping of the People's Republic of China. We had, <coughs> excuse me, we had an open and candid conversation about our intentions and our priorities. It was clear, he was clear and I was clear, that we'll defend American interests and values, promote universal human rights, and stand up for the international order and work in lockstep with our allies and partners. We're going to compete vigorously, but I'm not looking for conflict. I'm looking to manage this competition responsibly. All right. Is he? And if he says he is, does he mean it? I mean, well, it's a great ancient principle of Chinese philosophy that you put off the conflict and you certainly put off the appearance that you're heading for a conflict as long as humanly possible. I, uh, so those words mean nothing to me. I don't think they mean a freaking thing. This, I do think, means something. We discussed Russia's aggression against Ukraine, reaffirmed our shared belief in the threat where the use of nuclear weapons is totally unacceptable, 
And I ask that Secretary Blinken travel to China to follow up on our discussions and continue keeping the lines of communication open between our two countries. Xi and Biden agreed that the use of nuclear weapons was unacceptable. I think that's I think that's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Putin has got to hear that. I don't know. Yeah, China's been hinting at that pretty strongly, but it's good to hear it uh, stated for the record. Right. So exactly that Putin's got to believe, look, I'd, I'd, I'd really have no lifeline at that point. Yes. Yeah. And we can talk more about Ukraine and everything. Later, I saw one of my favorite generals say that the Russians pulling out of Kherson is their biggest defeat since they got driven out of Afghanistan, which is probably true. Yeah, the more I hear about it, the more I, I learn about it, the more I think it's extremely significant in a lot of ways. But so they took our Joe Biden took some questions, and this is a big one, and I want to hear his answer. Based on this meeting today, do you believe a, a new Cold War with China can be avoided? I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War. We, uh, I've met, met many times with Xi Jinping, and we were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. And I made it clear that our policy in Taiwan has not changed at all. It's the same exact position we've had. I made it clear that we want to see cross-strait issues peacefully resolved. And and so it never has to come to that. Didn't you say on 60 Minutes just a couple of weeks ago that our soldiers would defend Taiwan? All right, whatever. I was uncomfortable during that whole thing. I was thinking, oh, is he supposed to say that? Should he have said that? Oh, boy, we got a crazy old man at the helm. But uh, China's about China. Getting back to the Russia thing very briefly, uh, China's about China 100% of the time, every single day. And uh, Russia has screwed China to some extent with their Ukrainian adventure because it's hurt the global economy. Energy prices just, I don't need to explain to you what it's done to the economy. We're all in the economy. Um and so already China is a little bit annoyed with its uh, cousin Russia. If if Putin unleashed unleashed a nuke, and the pardon me nuclear effect that would have on economics around the globe, the plunging markets, the, the vanishing of wealth, God knows what effects that would have. China does. They don't want to see that any more than we do. But as to the Cold War question, I suppose there's nothing else you can say. But, you know, whatever, what do those words mean? There's no need to have a Cold War. Yeah, well, he disagrees. So that's the way fights work. There's no re- need for us to have a fight. Yeah, but I want to be in a fight, so I'm going to punch you in the face. I mean, just, you know, whatever. Yeah, that struck me as meaningless, too. We're, we're in a, a chilly war. You know, you, you call it whatever you want. We're frenemies. Or business partner enemies. I don't even know. Think we're, I don't think we're friends enough to be frenemies. Well, we just we got trillions of dollars tied up in each other's economies. Here's one of the questions. Biden said he was going to push G on the origin of COVID. Did that come up during the three hours at all? And how much did he push him? I wonder if during these big diplomatic summit meetings, there's a period of the meeting where, uh, uh, for instance, uh, the president of the United States, whoever he is, says, all right, here's where I got to go through my checklist. <clears throat> you guys got to do better on human rights. Check. We need the truth about the origin of COVID. Check. Please stop building coal plants. Check. Okay, your turn. Then Xi Jinping goes through his checklist or whatever so they can say they brought it up. Any more details come out of their meeting today? We'll uh, hit you with them. Did you see that video of the air show crash? 
in Dallas. And I just saw still pick. Uh, there's lots of videos because you know in the modern yeah. world, everybody's got their phone out. Lots of different angles, and man, oh man, oh man, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, they're trying to figure out what happened. Imagine the two planes sh- collided, right? They just ran right into each other. Yeah. Oi, not good. Not good. An immediately obvious disaster. Oh yeah. Not. Oh, yeah. I hope that's okay. No, definitely not okay. No lives. How many lives were lost? Do you know? Uh, not very many. I don't think. Mm. But uh, mm. still, be rough for the kids. Yeah. Oh my God. And maybe yeah. even the adults. I wouldn't enjoy it. You know, it's one of those things, though. <clears throat> Every once in a while, a Cirque du Soleil performer falls to their death or breaks their neck or something. If there is no chance of danger, that, that's what the excitement is. They're doing death-defying stunts. Right. If you're not defying death, if you're merely defying a tumble into a net, it's the stakes are lower. That doesn't mean I want to see some little twirling uh, woman fall to her demise. No, of it, course you yeah. don't. But the excitement is, and it, it could happen. If there's zero chance of it happening, it wouldn't be that exciting. Would it? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, although, were they doing some sort of death-defying maneuver, or were they just flying about? Well, I don't know. Have you ever been to an air show? There's lots of, uh, there's lots of, uh, you know, they're flying fast and low and doing uh, loop crisscross and, yeah, and such. Yeah, yeah. they were. They're supposed to crisscross. That's exactly what they're supposed to do. Hmm, but yeah. they were at the exact same altitude. Ooh, not good. Yeah. Not good. Ah, too bad. Anyway, uh, back to. Uh, non-air show death fair. <laughs> uh, but it's funny, again, I think it was, was it somewhere in the dispatch, somebody wrote with a straight face a opinion piece about a, a Trump-Biden rematch. And you might as well be writing about LG, LBJ versus Goldwater. I think it's only slightly less likely to happen. Um, but anyway, speaking of uh, the great Grampotus, boy, did this piece get a lot of attention in... Um, I think it may have been initially in the Hill. It was reprinted in various places. Douglas McKinnon, who's a political consultant, uh, mostly for for Republicans, but in this article he posits that with uh, Biden probably not running again, uh, deeply polarized, etc., that uh, speaks to the need for a proven vote getter with lots of money and a logistical machine behind him. In Politics 101, California Governor Gavin Newsom meets and maybe even succeeds, exceeds those qualifications. Then they go into the easy re-election in California where he's very, very popular. Uh, yes, the solution is really not complicated at all. In one scenario... Biden could ask Harris to resign and replace her with Newsom, who then becomes the heir apparent for 2024. Come or on Biden, now. Or <laughs> your toast. Or Biden could replace Harris with Newsom and then resign himself, making Newsom the president before 2024 and arming him with the full force of the Oval Office. Now, that would be the most extraordinary maneuver of those kinds in our nation's history. We've never had anybody do anything like that. Replace your vice president, then resign. Nixon, obviously. Well, this is very vice... different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Spiro Agnew committed multiple crimes, and right. then Nixon got ousted. No, p- purely for a party angling for the next election, it would be far and away the most extraordinary thing any any party has ever done. Well, you've taken the cynical view of it. And I'm at least two-thirds serious when I say this. <laughs> He's 66% serious, people. I am. I am mostly serious. If the Democrats love this country, 
they might do something like that. I've been saying that semi-seriously for months and months now. You can't have a senile president, and you can't have Kamala Harris as president. She is not near. She's not within a hundred miles of being capable enough for to fulfill the the job. No freaking way. And that I'm a hundred percent serious about. Biden appoints some reasonably intelligent governor in place of the the, the dope Harris, and then resigns. So uh, does the president get to tell a vice president they need to resign? They serve at their pleasure. Uh, no, they were elected. I, I think you would find a, uh, a variety of inducements, positive and negative, <laughs> carrot and stick. Out. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's, yeah. what's your what's your carrot that's better than you will be president? Well, what are you going to do to induce somebody to give that up? Gavin Newsom appoints you governor of California. You get a chance to prove yourself because your your uh, approval ratings are so low right now, Kamala. We got to send you back to AAA, take some batting practice. And then you'll be ready to come back to the majors. You're closer to Willie Brown? Oh, Lord. That's, see, that's insensitive. The woman has moved on with her life. She's married to a nice fella. Inappropriate. You're probably right. You know, I think it's more likely that Biden hangs on as long as he can. I mean, because he comes off a, a trip to China like he's he's had in the summit meeting and the rest of it, or whatever you want to call it. And he's got to be high, 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 high. He loves being that guy. And, you know, if you thought it was difficult to get Grandpa's car keys away from him, try to take that status away from uh, President Badahada Kefkar. Being the major mover and shaker in the world? Well, the second... On Earth! Number two, according to Ian Bremmer. He says, geez, the most powerful man on Earth. But uh, you're certainly number two. Yeah, it would be hard to convince somebody to give that up. Because, you know, I never thought about that before. But, yeah, you would be feeling... You'd be feeling pretty. Uh, I'm I'm part of I'm part of the world history every day. I think I'll just give that up because some people have told me I should. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. See, you don't hunger for power. You've I made that clear many times. I have a variety of quasi-military uniforms in the back of my closet <laughs> that I don at various times and stand out on balconies addressing the squirrels. <laughs> it's my hobby. <laughs> Barking out orders to my wife and my dog who ignore me. Well, even though I'm not a huge fan of Gavin Newsom, uh, uh, if I got to choose between the three of them, I suppose I'd choose him as president. So if I only have those three choices, Biden, Harris, or, or Newsom? He's phony and a lunkhead. His brain but, still works. But his brain does work, and he's immensely more capable than Kamala Harris. No doubt about not it. immensely, somewhat. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's pretty interesting. God dang it, that would be a, a, a fairly cynical move. I mean, if parties start doing that. Woo. Well, again, though, and I'm two-thirds serious, I think it's best for the country. Sure. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you're right. It's not just a cynical angling best for 24. Listen, my fellow Americans, uh, uh, Truman International, duper pressure. I am getting way too old for this, and in order to have somebody of color and a woman on the ticket, we went with Kamala, even though nobody likes her, even a little bit. Uh, That was a mistake. I apologize for it. We forced her out by promising her the office of governor of California. I'm resigning. Dr. Jill, which way do I go now? Where do I go? (laughs) That's the way it'll play out. Uh, You may be right. 
Um, so a number of things happened over the weekend, news-wise, we can catch you up on, and a whole bunch of different things, and uh, took uh, Henry on a little trip, v- visited the space shuttle in uh, in L.A., which was really, really cool. Talk Very about cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. A bunch of different things we did. So we'll bring you up to speed. You know, Biden turns 80 this Sunday, by the way. 80th birthday. Well, that bad care. That is um, a text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. Among things, we'll talk about an hour, too. A little bit of Dave Chappelle's monologue from Saturday Night Live, which I watched two and a half times. I thought it was just, as a guy who crafts words for a living, I thought it was absolutely friggin' brilliant. And some of the topic matter on cancel culture and Kanye and stuff like that was just funny and interesting. So we'll, we'll play that for you. 
Also, in what is sure to be a blockbuster hour, even the New York Times is starting to question the whole transgender youth thing in medical treatments. Really? Um, maybe we ought to pause. Yeah, in a way that pleased me and shocked me. Also, Jack, you have a new hero, or a heroine, if you will. This is the first lady of a significant country you've said... This is stupid. What is a first lady anyway? Why do we even have this? Wow. Good for you. Also, where did a whole bunch of young workers go? Where did a whole bunch of college kids go? Look into some of those numbers the Wall Street Journal was writing about over the weekend. Body snatchers, I assume. Uh, This just came across. Jeff Bezos, the world's second richest man, said he plans to give away... Almost his entire fortune, $124 billion to charity during his lifetime. I point that out just for the all the beating up on billionaires. That's what most billionaires do. They give out a tremendous amount of money to charity and do a much better job of it than the government could do if they confiscated the money. Oh, please. Billionaires almost never give money to projects that don't pan out and accomplish nothing or right. make the problem worse. Almost never. No, they yank the funding. They establish foundations that endure for generations. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. The richest man in the world continues to uh, run Twitter, among other things, and we'll have to talk about some of the things that happened over the weekend. Kind of interesting. I owed my uh, youngest son a trip. I took my oldest son on a dirt bike trip a couple weeks ago, and then uh, Henry and I, uh, discussing various things we could do over the weekend, we went and visited the space shuttle Endeavor. In L.A., which is at the California Science Museum, exhibit, whatever it's called, right next to Memorial Stadium, where USC plays, which I didn't realize that's where it was until I got there. Uh, We got there, and I thought, wow, that stadium looks familiar. I'd never actually seen it before. You know, uh, we've seen a couple of Olympics there and Mm -hmm. a gazillion various sporting events and that sort of stuff. Very cool-looking stadium. It's 100 years old. It's one of the most famous stadiums in the world. And uh, they're going to host their third Olympics here in four years or something like that. But anyway, we happened to be there going to see all the cool space stuff that we did on a Friday when USC was playing. And I had no idea that. There were people freaking everywhere. And by the time we got out of the museum, the game started at 6. We got out of the museum at 5. We were fully immersed in the major college football experience. Oh, wow. With all the crazies and the vendors and the noise and everything like that. And we happened to come out a door right where the USC marching band, one of the most famous marching bands in America, was right there playing for the crowd before they go into the, the stadium. It was really cool. I mean, we were like right there with the horns blasting in our ears. And Henry was dancing around and cheering, even though he has no idea what, you know, USC football is or anything like that. Well, and you as a colorblind man, I don't know if you appreciate the the colorfulness of those days. The, just the vivid team colors everywhere yeah. is just is fun and cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. University of Spoiled Children. I'm just uh, looking around. That's, all you parents. That is who, an unfortunate and dated stereotype. All you parents who pretended your kids were on the rowing team to get into this college. That's fantastic. Well, go, go, go. Uh, Spartans or whatever they are. Trojans. Well, they were on the rowing team once they told them which end of the, the war to hold. <laughs> the uh, marching band played Tusk, if you're old enough to remember that they played on the Fleetwood Mac song, and that was really, really yeah. cool. It was cool for me, I thought. Um, yeah. uh, but so the museum itself was awesome. You know, I was excited. People had told me, oh, wait, do you see the space shuttle in person? I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm you know, 
probably overselling this, but I've seen a lot of interesting things in my life. I'm sure it's big. Uh, but it is striking to see in person. Absolutely yeah. freaking amazing. And very, very cool. And Henry loved it, and I got him a cool jacket that says NASA on it and stuff like that. But the uh, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, various learning exhibits were, were absolutely fantastic, including this thing they had outside showing the power of levers in which there is a Toyota Tundra with a chain attached to the top of it at the end of one lever on a fulcrum, but the lever is long enough that me and Henry could pull the rope on the other side and lift the Toyota Tundra, which is almost 6,000 pounds off the ground. And I thought, what a beautiful right. idea. You'd never forget that in your life. Right. The power of the lever. Wow. Lifted a truck off the ground. Me and my dad. Yeah, it was very cool. That's fantastic. I love that. I also ate, outside Memorial Coliseum, the worst hot dog I've ever had. If that wasn't cat, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I may never be able to eat a hot dog again in my life. Homeless camp cat dog. <laughs> oh, my God, that was gross. I hate to even the- think about it. If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.